For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. The one Spirit gives all the gifts and distributes them according to the will of God. And I think, I think we have a responsibility to, to use the gifts God has given us, to be a faithful steward of those gifts, because there's a reason that He gave them to us. It's for His glory to build up His church. Welcome everyone to episode 112, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg. We have retired pastor, Barry Sweet. Um, we also have Youth and Family Director, Jeremy Taru, and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. So the last few weeks, we've been listening to Jason Jimenez's speaking events that, we've, that we had uh, during our spiritual weekend. And um, so we feel like we need to re refresh everyone's memory where we left off on the Holy Spirit. And that was on episode 107. And we had talked about, mostly we ended there talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And then we talked about uh, trying to understand the, the differences between the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So can we refresh our memories as to what, what the differences are? And I will just throw it out to the group. Yes. Thanks, Dana. Um, where we left off last time, we spoke on... Yeah, the difference between the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And what we mentioned was one way that you might think about that is that the fruit of the Spirit has to do with a person's character. And it's, it's, it's a way of really showing who a person is on the inside. So their character, what is that per person like? That person is so loving that person has such peace or they're very patient, they're very kind. And fruit doesn't start its life as a fully grown, ripened piece of fruit right away. It starts as a seed and it has to grow. And so the fruit of the Spirit is something that is produced in us over time and throughout our walk with God and our faith in Him. And so it starts in a certain place and it needs proper conditions in order to grow. And that comes through things like prayer, reading God's word, uh, being part of the church, serving, etc. But God through the fruit of the through the fruit of the spirit is making us more like Jesus. So if you think of the perfect culmination of the fruit of the spirit mm -hmm. that was embodied in Jesus Christ. Whereas the gifts of the Holy Spirit, a gift, if you think about a gift, a gift given to someone is then something that someone has. It doesn't necessarily tell you about them as a person or their character, mm -hmm. but it might tell you something that they have that they can use. Maybe that it's a talent or something that they're good at. And the gifts of the Spirit are used for edifying the church, building God's kingdom, and as a sign to unbelievers as well. Okay. Wow, I guess we're done. Yeah, well put. <laughs> nice, I have a done. question though. <laughs> um, I mean, do you think there's a lot of people that have been given gifts that they may or may not like to use? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think all the gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, as Jeremy alluded to, could be used for the kingdom or not. 
For instance, there are some people out there who are really gifted administrators. Well, that's one of the gifts of the Spirit, but you wouldn't ever see them darken the door of the church. Uh, there are uh, teachers, uh, people who are just gifted teachers, but they would never teach about uh, God or teach from the Bible. So those are gifts that God gives to people uh, for the edification of the church, for the growing of the church. So yes, uh, people will receive the gifts of the Spirit. But let me ask the question, does the true gift of the Spirit come upon receiving Jesus? Or is the gift of the Spirit given prior to that? Because I'm alluding it to being prior to it. Now I'm now I'm kind of self, uh, second-guessing myself. I can kind of go both directions because, you know, that may mean we have to make some distinctions between talents, which were, you know, good things we're good at, mm-hmm. as opposed to a gift of the Spirit. But is is something you're good at a gift from God? It may be. I'm not sure, however, one's talents, things you're always good at, they're not necessarily gifts of the Spirit. I think gifts of the Spirit are intended to be used for kingdom building. Correct. I agree with that. Um but you, as you alluded, we don't always do that. We may have that gift. We just choose not to use it in that way. Um, but, you know, you can, like I, I, I'm a gardener, so you may have a talent for growing things. Um, that may may or may not be of God, God for God the kingdom. I caused things to grow. Was it Apollos watered and? Yeah, right. So yeah, you can go both directions. You know, I think I'm. I lean. I'm not sure. Is my answer? I guess. I know. Yeah. Okay, Jeremy. That, that's clear a it up good for question us, Jeremy. That I've I've never really thought about. But yeah, back to Barry's point on you know talents that you may be born with. Those definitely come, of course, from God. Yeah. Um, I don't see that as a gift of the Holy Spirit, as described in First Corinthians chapter 12 or something like that. I think those are talking about people that are in Christ, in the church, for the building up of the church. But, I mean, people are, are gifted at birth with certain talents and abilities. Maybe that's even a form of prevenient grace or common mm-hmm. grace. You know, and and maybe before. some of that is, is God knowing what our walk is going to be like and if we're going to accept him or not and some of those things. Yeah. And so he's put those things within us in preparation for what's coming down the road. Yeah. Hmm. A good question. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, it tweaks the brain cells some, but that's a good thing. For some reason, I, I still want to hang with the fact that the gifts that the Spirit gives are gifts that we receive upon um, justification in Christ. That That's the point when the Spirit um, resides in us. So if it's a gift of the Spirit, um, and that's the question between talent versus gift. Right. You know, there's some people who are just really good with their hands. Um, is that a gift of the Spirit? You know, but that might not be one of the gifts of the Spirit. But And then there's the other side of that is, let's say you're an incredible basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how you choose to use that gift, is it just to make money and to play the game? Mm-hmm. Or is it to be an influence with other players? Is it to be a kingdom builder on the team? 
um, to have a spiritual influence. You know, mm-hmm. there's it's kind of what we do with what we've been given and where the Spirit's at work and what we're letting God do. So some of it's where we are on our journey. Mm-hmm. So what what are some of the gifts? Like you mentioned um, the gifts were listed out. Yep. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I've got that here. Um, so there are nine gifts list, listed, I believe, in chapter in chapter 12. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read from, from Scripture here. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And it goes on to say that the the one spirit gives all the gifts and distributes them according to the will of God. And Barry's got the uh, Romans. No, you've got the first Corinthians. Yeah, first Corinthians. Is that what just you? Right. Uh, Yeah, I just did first Corinthians. There's also Romans chapter 12. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. It is, if it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern generous, uh, diligently. If showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. You know, I really love that one because mercy tends to be uh, people who have mercy tend to really get mad at somebody who breaks the rules and it says, do it cheerfully. So mercy is when somebody deserves something, uh, a penalty for what they've Mm -hmm. done Mm -hmm. and mercy is given instead. And you listed out in in Romans 12, how many many gifts were there lifted? Excuse me, listed? There are seven. So I have prophecy, service, teaching, encouraging, needs of others, leadership. Mercy was the last one. It was he who gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So there we have um, almost positions. Five. Yeah. And people can have more than one of those. Yeah, absolutely. So if if I um, tried to marry up all those gifts against each other, 1 Corinthians, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, are they the same gifts or are they a little different? That's what I was, that was one of my bigger questions. 15 gifts. I mean, some of them are the same, but some yeah. of them seem to be different. So we have to, I guess what I was trying to understand is we have to read several different scriptures to understand all of the gifts Paul that we lists, may possess. Paul lists them in different areas, and right. he doesn't okay. always list all the same. Okay. And then there are some that are sort of generally worded that could manifest in different ways, like working of miracles that, mm-hmm. could, that could cover many things. Yeah, like so. a doctor. Discerning or, of spirits, yeah. word of knowledge, mm-hmm. word of wisdom. I like what you said about the inventory of gifts. I mean, that's probably a good thing for us to do, mm-hmm. a, not occasionally, but on a regular basis to inventory that we understand what our gifts are. I wonder if if we 
took the survey and then somebody else took it for us if they would be the same or not. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It'd be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. With, with those, sometimes it's, it's a little bit of a challenge, at least for me. Sometimes you're, you're doing those things and I'm thinking, is this really true about me or is this what I want to be true about mm, me? Right. Yeah. Or Whereas I, you get an objective yeah. opinion, view from other people. Yeah. And I think that's a major way to identify your spiritual gifts is for other believers to tell you what mm -hmm. those are, what they see in you. Or you may not like doing a certain gift because it takes you way outside your comfort zone, but it really is a gift and Absolutely. you don't want to do it right. <laughs> at first maybe. But So how do we, how do we figure out our gifts? that we have. Well, you certainly can take an inventory. And as Jeremy is saying or suggesting, other people will affirm uh, the gifts that they see that you have. So when I was, when I took the inventory, my number one gift was as an encourager. Uh, I'm a Barnabas. Mm -hmm. I encourage people. But at that point, I was already being called into the ministry, pastoring as being uh, one of those gifts, teaching, um, those kinds of things. So, and they kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, so other people affirmed some of those things. In mm -hmm. and, and sometimes they emerge later in your life. For me, mm, yeah. my ability to share faith and to be an evangelist showed up on the mission field. Mm -hmm. You know, I had no real clue, no real training either, mm -hmm. but no real clue that, that was a gift. Mm -hmm. And um, by the end of that first mission trip, that emerged. Mm -hmm. And then because I kept going and being open to that, God used it in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, That's a great word, emerged. Yeah. yeah. So, so sometimes gifts emerged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the Holy, the Holy Spirit of Scripture tells us distributes gifts as he wills. So that could be at the moment of your justification. That could be years later that... God decides to give you a gift of prophecy mm -hmm. for the church. And so, yeah, I agree with Barry. It's not necessarily you get them all at once when you're saved by Christ and mm -hmm. that's what you have. So it could be at any time. And when you say justification, can you, I mean, what, can you define that for us? So we yes, understand absolutely. what that means. So, yep. So justification would be the moment where you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and come into his salvation by his grace. And so you become born again by the Holy Spirit. Your sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. You belong to God. So that's called being justified. Mm -hmm. And a good way to think about that that I've heard other people say is it's just as if I've never sinned, you know, in the view oh, of God. Yeah, that's he's, a good way to remember you've it. You've come okay. into Christ and he's washed your sins away. You're justified with him. You're okay. Just don't get a big head about that. No, yeah. because yeah. it's not... <laughs> Not anything we've done to earn that. Of right. course, it's God's grace that we receive by faith. Yeah. 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 I like to ask that question though, because, you know, when we use the word justification, sometimes it just doesn't make any sense, you know? So, it's not a word we regularly use. Yeah, we don't right. use it in every day. True. Yeah. We might say be, at the moment you are saved. Okay. You know, that's... At that moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whereas the other two graces, which we'll talk about at some point in the future, mm -hmm. sanctifying which comes after justifying and then prevenient grace, which comes before. Now, Wesley came up with those terms. Mm -hmm. However, having said that, grace is grace. Mm -hmm. It's God's unmerited favor. Um, pure gift. Yeah, pure gift. All right, well, what else? Anything else we, I mean, we just listed out all the gifts that we may 
we may know that we have right now or may emerge in the future. Um, what are we supposed to do with those gifts? Well, I know we said building the kingdom um, of Christ. Right. So if if my gifting is as as an encourager, I would want to use that for God's glory, right? Mm -hmm. So you usually encourage somebody when they're down, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can encourage them as they are doing something. You know, you think of a dad on encouraging their kid as they're playing a sport or something like that, as opposed to do it right, you know, Mm -hmm. type thing. It's uh, encouraging is just about lifting people up and letting them know that there's more, there's something better for them or, you know, they're doing well, encourage them to move on. And I think, I think we have a responsibility to to use the gifts God has given us to mm-hmm. be a faithful steward of those gifts because there's a reason that He gave them to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It's for His glory to build up His church. So, so maybe part of the process is as we're beginning to discover that or or explore the possibility this may be a gift from God, not just a talent, but a gift from God. I think part of our dialogue with God through the Holy Spirit is. You know, is this from you? I need to confirm that. But also, what's my next step, Lord? Mm-hmm. You know, you dialogue with God about that, and and you say, put me in some <clears throat> situations where I can put that to use. I can begin to develop it, and I may bumble through it. You know, even as an experienced pastor, I bumble through things at times. But if we're willing to put it to work and and begin to work on it and use it. And and almost play with it, mm-hmm. and and see where God takes it, um, being open, mm-hmm. um, but also talking to God about it, mm-hmm. and seeing where God wants me to put that to work. Okay. And I think God will put us in situations once we have that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, some we may be ready for, and some we may not be, um, for us to put that gift to work. Mm. Okay. And what about other people that may put you in that position to use a gift before that person thinks they're ready? And maybe I didn't describe it well enough, but maybe someone else sees a gift in another person and they kind of not push them towards it, but give them the opportunity to do something with it. You affirm what you're seeing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Man, you really really know how to help people get to a place. You, You have that gift of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you really know how to teach right from the Bible. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like clear as day. You know, when when you pray for someone, oftentimes they they receive healing. Mm-hmm. I just I just noticed that. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I think as a church family, it, it's a very healthy practice to be telling people what you view as their gifts, mm-hmm. because that's again, I, I think that's probably the strongest way of realizing what they are is mm-hmm. when other believers say, you are gifted in this or that. And we should be mm-hmm. doing that for each other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There was a, a lady in my last congregation named June. She was on staff there for 40 some years as the choir director and at one point Christian ed director. And there was this phrase um, that we used about her is, is when June is coming, you're going to get Juned. <laughs> and um, because she had this way of if she wanted you to do something, you ended up doing it and saying yes without even knowing you're going to say yes. And um, <laughs> there are people out there, I think, that God uses mm-hmm. to help us take new steps. And June was one of those people. Mm-hmm. If she could see something in someone 
And she had this way, and it was usually very gently done mm-hmm. and lovingly done, um, of encouraging them down that road mm-hmm. and, and enabling them to say yes to something they might not have said yes to. Mm-hmm. And, but she was there with them, and she walked with them and helped mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, it's kind of part of the encourager, but she had the vision yeah, and that may be the discerning of spirits. Yeah, I would say. Um, oh, I never thought of that. Where you can read someone. Yeah, and um, she had that gift, and then she helped them move forward spiritually over and over and over again, yeah. hmm. um, to the point that we ended up creating a joke about it. You're going to get Juned, and but I everybody love loved it <laughs> because she was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and God used her in so many powerful ways. Wow. Okay. Well, I think we'll end the podcast on that note. So what a lady. I wish I, I, wish I could meet her in person. <laughs> um, so thanks, everyone, for joining us. We're going to continue the discussion of Holy Spirit um, in our next coming podcast. And um, if you'd like to join us, we're uh, coming to you from the First United Methodist Church of Gaylord, Michigan. We're located at 215 South Center Street. We have a traditional service at 9 a.m. on Sundays and a contemporary at 10.45 a.m. And uh, you can come in person. You can watch us uh, via YouTube or Facebook Live. Um, And if you have any questions about the church, you can uh, Google us and uh, take a a peek at our website, or you can contact us directly at 989-732-5380. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.